The next quarter of an hour went by swiftly and noiselessly. In the room downstairs, Brogard had for a while busied himself with clearing the table and rearranging it for another guest. It was because she watched these preparations that Marguerite found the time slipping by more pleasantly. It was for Percy that this semblance of supper was being got ready. Evidently Brogard had a certain amount of respect for the tall Englishman, as he seemed to take some trouble in making the place look a trifle less uninviting than it had done before. He even produced, from some hidden recess in the old dresser, what actually looked like a tablecloth, and when he spread it out and saw it was full of holes, he shook his head dubiously for a while, then was at much pains so to spread it over the table as to hide most of its blemishes. Then he got out a serviette, also old and ragged, but possessing some measure of cleanliness, and with this he carefully wiped the glasses, spoons and plates, which he put on the table. Marguerite could not help smiling to herself as she watched all these preparations, which Brogard accomplished to an accompaniment of muttered oaths. Clearly the great height and bulk of the Englishman, or perhaps the weight of his fist, had overawed this free-born citizen of France, or he would never have been at such trouble for any sacré aristo. When the table was set, such as it was, Brogard surveyed it with evident satisfaction. He then dusted one of the chairs with the corner of his blouse, gave a stir to the stockpot, threw a fresh bundle of faggots onto the fire, and slouched out of the room. Marguerite was left alone with her reflections. She had spread her travelling cloak over the straw, and was sitting fairly comfortably, as the straw was fresh, and the evil odours from below came up to her only in a modified form. But, momentarily, she was almost happy. Happy because, when she peeped through the tattered curtains, she could see a rickety chair, a torn tablecloth, a glass, a plate, and a spoon. That was all. But those mute and ugly things seemed to say to her that they were waiting for Percy, that soon, very soon, he would be here, that the squalid room being still empty, they would be alone together. That thought was so heavenly that Marguerite closed her eyes in order to shut out everything but that. In a few minutes, she would be alone with him. She would run down the ladder and let him see her. Then he would take her in his arms, and she would let him see that, after that, she would gladly die for him, and with him, for earth could hold no greater happiness than that. And then what would happen? She could not even remotely conjecture. She knew, of course, that Sir Andrew was right, that Percy would do everything he had set out to accomplish, that she, now she was here, could do nothing beyond warning him to be cautious, since Chauvelin himself was on his track. After having cautioned him, she would perforce have to see him go off upon the terrible and daring mission. She could not even, with a word or look, attempt to keep him back. She would have to obey whatever he told her to do, even perhaps have to efface herself and wait in indescribable agony whilst he, perhaps, went to his death. But even that seemed less terrible to bear than the thought that he should never know how much she loved him, that at any rate would be spared her. The squalid room itself, which seemed to be waiting for him, told her that he would be here soon. 
Suddenly, her oversensitive ears caught the sound of distant footsteps drawing near. Her heart gave a wild leap of joy. Was it Percy at last? No, the step did not seem quite as long nor quite as firm as his. She also thought that she could hear two distinct sets of footsteps. Yes, that was it. Two men were coming this way. Two strangers, perhaps, to get a drink, or... But she had not time to conjecture, for presently there was a peremptory call at the door, and the next moment it was violently open from the outside, whilst a rough, commanding voice shouted, Hey! Citoyen Brogard! Hola! Marguerite could not see the newcomers, but through a hole in one of the curtains, she could observe one portion of the room below. She heard Brogard's shuffling footsteps as he came out of the inner room, muttering his usual string of oaths, 